Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Have a comment about today's show? Visit RoyGreenShow.com. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Such a heroic stance he took there. And yet he has betrayed every one of the things that he committed to in Paris. I guess the lesson is that we shouldn't be fooled by good-looking liberals. There she is. Hanoi Jane. Um, That was her nickname in the 60s, bestowed by um, soldiers, military in Vietnam. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, extended version of Beauties and the Beast. And me, Roy Green, there was Jane Fonda, unhappy with Prime Minister Trudeau for underscoring, underlining, allowing the building of a pipeline. They're never going to be happy, are they? This is just a, this is a religion. This is really a religion. How does this, how does this reverberate in the halls of power, Michelle? What's the, what's, what do the back channels say about all of this? Is it the same as we then hear the spokespeople and the ministers and the prime minister say in public? Well, pretty much, except there's a lot more um, secretive, in-depth secretive stuff. But, uh, and there's a lot of speaking in code, so you have to know how to decode what they're saying. So can you give us an uh, example of, for instance, of how that might play itself out? What? Coding? Yeah, I mean, when they're talking about the climate initiatives and and they want it to be kept, you know, secret handshakes and, you know, little gestures, but in this case they're speaking in codes, how, how might that work? What does it sound like? Well, they would have, like, a, a euphemism for that. The same way you don't ever use someone else's name when you're walking through the, the halls. Hmm. Everybody has a nickname. Hmm. So you're, you can never be accused of saying, well, this minister, that MP. Oh, really? You can, oh, yeah, you have nicknames. So why would it be necessary to have a secret code that you're speaking in when it comes to climate initiatives when, when clearly it is such a high-profile agenda for them. Because they want to control the issue. They, want, they don't want anything misinterpreted. They're failing miserably at that, but they don't want to admit it. I, I can't believe that after all these years uh, as a liberal that I'm as critical as I am, but I've never seen... Uh, something quite this quite this mishandled and bad. It just goes on and on, doesn't it? just goes on and on. Linda, you'll appreciate this. Here's an email that I just received. Why do you go on and on about what Trudeau does? If he wants to fly to the Caribbean for the holidays, he has every right to. He's the Prime Minister, and he has more rights than you. What? <laughs> just, just, hey, he has more rights than me? I don't think so. No, I'm the taxpayer. Not you, me. Or you. Or Catherine, or Michelle, or everybody who's listening in. We are the taxpayers. Michelle has fought long and hard for transparency of our dollars. It comes out of our pockets, our hard-earned money. I'm sorry. He is accountable. 
to us. And I have a problem with this. And now he's going on this tour to go down to the average folk, and it's backfiring. Yeah, the average yeah, folk. Well, who are yeah. the average folk, anyway? Who are the average folk? <laughs> Can I, I say something about him? Oh, absolutely. Briefly? Go ahead. Um, don't forget that uh, our, our illustrious Prime Minister and Rachel Notley out in uh, Alberta there uh, told us that by imposing this carbon tax, we would get social license. And social license meant that all of the radical environmentalists would go, oh, you're imposing a carbon tax. So you know what? Those pipelines are okay now. What a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, most sane people realize there was no such thing. These climate people are zealots. There is nothing that will satisfy them until we're all living in caves, uh, you know, with, with little candles burning. And it, it's just, it's so extreme. And this is going to be, you know, this is the issue of our times right now. We have people like Brad Wall, who you've had on a bazillion times, Roy, and, and who is commonsensical about this. He's saying, yeah, of course we have to do the right thing. So let's clean up those coal plants, which there's been a lot of progress. You know, let's do these things that, that help, but let's not kill people in the process. Yeah. And, and that, to me, instead of the zealotry that the Notleys and the Trudeaus and the Kathleen Wynns and on and on want to pursue, there has to be middle ground here, and it won't hurt people, average people, like what they're doing is hurting them. And that came out in that town hall, as you... Well, you know something, you know something, when I heard Kathy Cotula, that's the name of the woman who confronted uh, Justin Trudeau, when I heard her, and I listened to that, and I listened to it three times yesterday afternoon, and then I listened to it again in the evening, and the first thought that kept coming to my mind was, now I really understand why Australia dropped the carbon tax. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to it too, Roy, and the poor woman was clearly at her wit's end. She was being very polite to Trudeau, though. She was being immensely polite. But she's bang on, and she represents a lot of Canadians out there, an awful lot. Well, I just don't think we should be talking, uh, uh, challenging the Prime Minister anymore because he has more rights than we do. More rights. It does play to my point um, about Notley's can be on the rope. She could be a one-term premier. We know Kathleen Wynne is, and uh, we know that uh, Justin Trudeau, that the honeymoon's over. Well, yesterday, yesterday, Justin Trudeau not only threw Kathleen Wynne under the bus, he he jumped in and drove it. I love that, too. His response to that, that lady that was quite articulate in expressing her acute concern his response was oh it's provincial responsibility and by the way he also said we haven't imposed a, he didn't say imposed but anyway can't remember the exact words we have not imposed a carbon tax which is a total crock the feds have told the provinces impose it so i mean they're trying to have it both ways you know he's yep. saying oh it's not me it's the provinces and yet they're the ones that have dictated the provinces do it yeah I just, I'm just reading some of these uh, emails. I guess some, some, some people have found me now. This is kind of fun. Please let me add my voice to the decades-old idea of the dumb, ugly right, Alberta separating. I'm all for it. I'll help them pack. Get out. That's from Hal. What? Thanks, Hal. Much appreciate the, uh, the contribution to the show. So, the, I mean, usually I, just, uh, usually I just delete these things, but I just wanted to read one of them. 
And yet, Alberta separatism is alive and well again. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like it was back in the Trudeau, you know, the first days. Yes, it is. I've seen the... Look, we did a show last summer where I spoke with three, we call them average Albertans, and uh, they all had careers, and they all were in their 40s or 50s, and they all were uh, favorable toward Alberta leaving Canada. And uh, I started a tweet on the fact that we would have them on, and it became a wildfire of opinion. And when we did have them on the show, it was such a energized two hours that we had to repeat it the next weekend. And there was a there was a lot of support for the idea of Alberta leaving for the West separating from Canada from the rest of Canada. But there was also a lot of talk from Western Canadians saying, no, we don't want that. We want the situation as it is to be changed, repaired, more fair, but we don't want to leave this country. This, they're not speaking for us. But it was a tremendously energized session. Before yes, we take, I, I have to sympathize with Albertans. When times are good, too. they pump billions of dollars to the rest of the country. Yep. And when times are bad, they're 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 suffering. Yeah. yeah. You're at your own. Okay. So before we take the break, you you guys have to decide now <laughs> on the winning submission for what the name of Justin Trudeau's tour to reconnect with average Canadians should be. One uh, number one is Trexit. So that would be like Trudeau exit, Trexit, whatever I'm having, they're paying, or selfie tour because it's 2017. Linda, which one do you like? Oh, I'm, I like Trexit and I like selfie. So how about the Trexit selfie tour? Because <laughs> Lord knows there's enough selfies. Don't do this. Choose one. Yeah. Choose okay, one. Trexit. I'm going to go Trexit. Trexit. Right? Okay. All right. Michelle. I'm taking selfie. Selfie. Because that's what he's best known for, selfies. And Catherine? Oh, I, I'm actually going to be a contrarian and pick the second one, because I think I was going back and forth <laughs> on Twitter, too, about this, and I was, uh, was going to call it the, you, you are paying for my tour taxpayers. So I, I'm yeah. going for number two, because that's getting to the same point. So I have to, yeah. be, the, I have to be the tiebreaker? <laughs> yes, you yes, do. yes. Whatever I'm having, they're paying. Well, that's the one I liked. I love yeah. it. There you go. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back more with uh, with more with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle. And this time, we'll talk about Donald Trump. Don't go away.